0: Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 150 of Lean Blog Audio. Today's post is from June 20th, 2016. It's titled Free Excerpt from Lean Hospitals and Practicing Lean, now in Kindle format. So I want to say thank you to those of you who pre-ordered the third edition of my book, Lean Hospitals. It's now shipping, it's available for order. Um, you can go to leanhospitalsbook.com. I'm able to share a free preview from the book. I've always shared chapter one of uh, the book as a free PDF. Again, you can get that at leanhospitalsbook.com. But I'm also sharing via the Kinexus blog, the start of the chapter on leading and engaging employees. And I mean, arguably the whole book is about leadership. Um, so here is that chapter lean is not just about tools it's also a distinct management method that guides what we do as managers and how we lead our employees former toyota executive gary Convis wrote quote, management has no more critical role than motivating and engaging large numbers of people to work together toward a common goal defining and explaining what that goal is sharing a path to achieving it motivating people to take the journey with you and assisting them by removing obstacles These are management's reason for being, end of quote. Is that true today for all leaders in your organization? The Lean Challenge goes beyond getting through an initial project. Once that phase is over, we still have people and processes to manage on an ongoing basis. This is why Lean is a never-ending journey. We have to guard against slipping back into old methods, and we have to push for additional improvement or, more accurately, create an environment where people want to continually improve. An engaged workforce in which everybody is participating in identifying and implementing improvements is the best way to achieve long-term success. The traditional management mindset looks at a set of standard operating procedures and thinks, quote, we put a lot of thought into these processes, so they must be perfect. Assuming otherwise might be considered a sign of failure or incompetence. Lean thinkers, on the other hand, assume that a process can always be improved, even if it seems to work fine today. The adage of, if it's not broke, don't fix it, does not apply in a lean setting. Lean leaders accept that they're not perfect. Not being perfect is acceptable as long as the team is continuously working toward perfection. Lean thinkers might say, it's not broke, but it's not perfect, so let's make it better. Continuous improvement applies to everyone and everything, including the way we lead. Before lean, managers might not be aware of what's broken. With the best of intentions, employees might hide problems by working around them. It might look like people are busy, but they're busy dealing with waste. By learning to recognize waste, by getting out of our offices, and by encouraging people to speak up, we can finally start to see what is broken in the details of our processes. If employees are afraid to speak up, the burden falls on management to create an environment where people feel safe. It's not enough to tell our employees that they have to find and eliminate waste in their own work. We also have to commit to managing differently. Many supervisors and managers have difficulty making the transition to managing in the lean workplace. Just as employees might fear layoffs, supervisors often fear losing their power or becoming irrelevant in a culture of employee engagement. Some managers or executives might have to be replaced, but most can be taught and coached in the lean approach. David Mann said, quote, what makes Lean difficult is not that it's so complicated, but that it is so different from what we've learned. A few years into their Lean journey at ThetaCare, the hospital kept staff and leaders busy with rapid improvement events and other projects focused on the details of the work. One day, a quote unquote brave soul, as former CEO Dr. John Toussaint describes him, asked a senior executive, quote, how are we supposed to change when you're managing the same way? A question like that is a good sign that people are willing to speak up and feel safe doing so. In a culture of fear, a person would have to be very brave to question their leaders. In a lean culture, leaders and staff can and do question and challenge each other in the name of improvement. Kim Barnes, former president of ThetaCare's two largest hospitals, wrote that a manager observed, quote, the ultimate arrogance is to change the way people work without changing the way we manage them. The question and comment served as a bit of a wake-up call for ThetaCare's leaders to create a management system and a new culture. Traditionally, organizations tend to be very hierarchical and top-down in their approach, many hospitals included. One hospital director said, quote, we struggle with this. We still have a very command and control middle management workforce who are extremely protective of their departments and their problems. Managers, end of quote, managers in a lean environment do not make all the decisions or solve all the problems lean managers avoid giving directives to their employees. Many managers do not know how to operate in any other way. Dr. Toussaint humbly talked about his efforts to shift his own personal leadership style to set an example for the rest of the organization. The table from the chapter here shows his comparison of lean leadership styles to what he calls traditional white coat leadership. So white coat leadership includes uh, tendencies such as being all-knowing, in-charge, autocratic, the buck stops here, impatient, blaming, controlling, where lean leadership, or what he calls improvement leadership, includes characteristics like being patient, knowledgeable, being a facilitator, teacher, student, helper, and communicator. The white coat in white coat leadership is not limited to physicians. It signifies formal position-based authority. The attributes of white coat leadership tend to stifle open communication and quality improvement." And a quote for the section here says, CEOs and other leaders are not generally rewarded for being humble, says Toussaint, adding, no one person has all the answers, however. In humility demands that we recognize this. In humility, there is great freedom. We can stop pretending to know everything. Well, that's the end of the excerpt. If you'd like a chance to win a copy of the book, we asked this question on the Kinexis blog, where this excerpt was posted. How has Lean changed your organization for the better? Leave a comment before Friday, July 1st with your story, and we'll select one commenter to receive a free copy of the book, courtesy of me and Kinexis. So to find a link to the excerpt and to, to post a comment and maybe win a copy of the book, go to leanblog.org audio 150. That'll take you to the page on Lean blog, which links uh, to that excerpt. You know, it's been, speaking of Kynexis, it's been five years now since I joined the team at Kynexis. Um, I've linked to, uh, to my announcement from 2011 um, when I joined the company. We've made so much progress in that time, and there's so much more to come. It was really great to see one of our healthcare customers, Lean Memorial Health System, sharing how they used Kynexis last week at the Lean Healthcare Transformation Summit. So um, I encourage you to, to check out the book. Um, you lean hospitals you can get it through Amazon um, it's in paperback the Kindle version was available for a day or two and now it was strangely showing again that it's just a pre-order in the Kindle format but it said shipping June 27th so that's coming close also you can get the book practicing lean through the Amazon Kindle store it's a separate project of mine Again, all proceeds from this collaborative book are being donated to the Louise H. Batts Patient Safety Foundation. I hope you'll check it out. You can still buy that book, Practicing Lean, through the Lean Pub Store in different formats. Uh, again, to check it out, go to leanblog.org/audio150.